you can grow everywhere you want. And I think it's a bit weird of me that I thought that I needed to have that farm or that special place in order to uh, to grow. And uh, yeah, everyone can do it. The benefits for me, it's so much fresher and it tastes better. And yeah, I'm starting to learn how food should taste. Welcome to Wannabe Greener, an exploration of the world of sustainability. I'm your host, Harriet Robinson, and like most people, I've spent a lot more time at home in the past year. Since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, there's been a bit of a switch with more of us thinking about our home life, including our immediate environment, where our food comes from and how much we spend on it, and our connection with nature, as well as our mental health. Well, Joyce Van Dam believes growing your own plants and food can have a positive impact on all of the above. You will also save on transport emissions, plastic, and you will save a little money. It will help your direct environment as well. If you grow on a balcony, you will get a lot of bees, pollinators, butterflies, and it will improve the ecosystem in that area as well. And she also believes anyone can do it, regardless of whether you live on a farm or a one-bedroom apartment. Through Joyce's Instagram blog, The Farm In My Flat, she shows the world her impressive apartment in the Netherlands, where she's currently growing everything from microgreens to avocados to strawberries without a garden and just a little balcony. Joyce really feels that her hobby became a lifeline during lockdown. We all stayed at home a lot and I would love to go on the balcony or indoors and rearrange the plants and try to grow something different. Nature makes us happy. It always does. So uh, I think it has major benefits for mental health. After this conversation, all I wanted to do was run home and start planting things. So I hope you feel the same by the end of the episode. Joyce and I talk about how she got started with growing food indoors and how she learned about what to grow and when. Also, how to grow produce from your leftovers, what grows well, what can be a bit harder to grow inside. And of course, we talk about all the benefits that indoor gardening can bring. Joy says it was while she was studying to become a physiotherapist that she learned nature, food and health are intertwined. Well, I've always been very interested in uh, health and nature, uh, food as well, uh, mostly holistic health. And yeah, when I saw patients, they would always tell me like they weren't in the right environment, maybe work related or family or whatever it would be. Mm. And everyone was always so busy. And uh, we don't really recharge our body and then we get ill, we get sickness and um, we need professional care. And so we get into a bit of a vicious cycle. And uh, if we don't care for our environment, we cannot have good care for ourselves as well. So I think it's a very important base to be healthy. And what steps did you take once you, so this is when you were studying. Yeah. What steps did you then start taking? I mean, were you living a kind of, I don't want to say toxic, but, um, (laughs) you know, unhealthy life of any kind beforehand? Uh, Yeah, sure. You know, I'm still not perfect. I really enjoy to adjust my lifestyle because I know it improves happiness, health, things you can achieve, also the health around you, the health of the planet, uh, everything. And so it, it became very important to me, but... Yeah, there was a time I've, I've smoked my cigarettes and uh, I, I drank my beers and 
yeah, I, I went to McDonald's and uh, <laughs> yeah, I tried to change all of that. Uh, I'm not perfect. I got into a vegan diet. I'm not vegan myself, but I think uh, it's a very uh, special diet. I think it's very good for the environment, but I still live in Holland and we have a lot of cheese. So <laughs> And we have good cheese, so yeah. Sometimes I do eat some cheese and uh, just enjoy life as well. I think it's important to be aware that that you have a choice mm. to find the lifestyle that's right for you and what makes you happy. Mm. Yeah, and it's about that balance. I think if you are trying to be the kind of ultra healthy, good for the environment, you know, perfect person, you're probably not going to have the most enjoyable life necessarily. No. No, yeah, some people really enjoy that and, and it makes them very happy and that's okay. But others don't like to be very strict and, and that's okay too. You mentioned that you're in Holland. To me, where you live is sort of um, the way we see it from the outside. You know, it's everyone's super healthy there and everything's very clean and it's very environmentally friendly. Is that a myth or is it like that there? Uh, sometimes I think it's a bit of a myth. You know, one thing that bothers me a little bit is sometimes uh, online, Instagram, wherever, I see some posts about, oh, Holland, it's perfect. They build bridges for the wildlife to cross the street. But we have to because we don't have a lot of nature. So otherwise they're on the street like all the time on the highways and stuff. So we have to. And we don't have enough space for wildlife to roam around yeah it's a very very small country so and we don't really have enormous cities but it's like one big village to us so yeah I think we have a lot of good things and I think it's healthy and uh, I think it's clean here but it's not perfect Mm, sure and I mean you have started your own kind of uh, healthy and more natural lifestyle but you're still doing it within an apartment building I want to talk about that shortly but I know you mentioned as well that you traveled the world with your husband a couple of years ago and I think this also had a big impact on you wanting to sort of grow your own produce as well didn't it yeah yeah it did um so before we went traveling we were living in a house with a garden and um I already wanted to grow some of my own food uh over there and uh yeah I started but it didn't really work I think I didn't pay enough attention to it I just planted some uh, I think it was a kiwi plant. I planted an apple tree and uh, some raspberry bushes. And uh, I thought, okay, we're going to have food. And then I, yeah, I didn't really do anything about it. I didn't know where to plant them. And um, so it didn't work. Yeah. And then I decided like, maybe it's not for like suburban areas. Maybe you should be a farmer to do this. But the apple tree did work and uh, it was always there and we still have it. And uh Yeah, we moved it around a lot and uh, it produced a lot of great apples. And I've been very, very happy with that one. So we started traveling and uh, we sold the house and uh, we brought the apple tree to someone else to take care of it so we could get it back afterwards while we were traveling. Yeah, we noticed that somehow everyone was trying to find a connection back with uh, nature. Everyone was talking about nature, climate change, and uh, also because we were interested in it as well. All our conversations would always run towards nature, food, and how to work with the changing uh, environment. I would always be very interested in this. 
but until we were in uh, Singapore, the garden city <laughs> is where I realized that, yeah, you don't need a farm. You can grow in a city. Like the whole city over there, it's uh, beautiful. Have you ever been there? I went for like one day when I was a young traveller and I think I was bored because I don't know why, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't explore it properly at all. <laughs> no. no, well, it's it's beautiful. Like they have, they call it the garden city and it is a, a garden city. Like there's a lot of greenery everywhere on the buildings and on the streets and everywhere. So uh, that inspired me a lot that my previous thought that you need to have a farm to to produce food or to grow your own, that, that's not true. You can do it everywhere. So uh, that's what motivated me a lot. That's really cool because I think, and I mentioned this in another podcast, that especially, I mean, I live in New Zealand now, but in Britain we have all this space and most people have gardens, but we don't grow our own food. And there's a lot of people who move to the country and are like, what are you doing? Why are you going to the supermarket to buy potatoes when you've got like a garden and like loads of allotments nearby? And it's something that's yeah. just kind of slipped away from society. And it's something that I, we just don't do anymore. But I think yeah. it's something that I really want to do, not just for the like the money side of it and the planet side, but also I think the health benefits and the mental health benefits from from growing it. So there's loads of benefits to, to growing your own food, right? Yeah, there is. There is. Yeah. And I think it's so strange that it took so long for me to realize that, that you can grow everywhere you want. And I think it's a bit weird of me that <laughs> I thought that I needed to have that farm or that uh, special place to in order to uh, to grow. And uh, yeah, everyone can do it. The benefits for me, it's so much fresher and it tastes better. And yeah, I'm starting to learn how food should taste. And that's very special for us because we didn't know on foreign. We thought the supermarket produce, that's that's the freshest food for us. And, and now we know that we can grow our own. And uh, yeah, we're very, very happy about that. Um, we know exactly what's on our plate. Uh, we know exactly what happened with it. It takes a long time for store-bought food to end up on your plate. So when it takes that long for food to come to your house, it also loses nutrients. And um, yeah, that also takes a big part. And uh, I don't exactly know all the numbers of it, but you will also save on transport emissions, plastic, and you will save a little money. It will help your direct environment as well. If you grow on a balcony, you will get a lot of bees, pollinators, butterflies, and it will improve the ecosystem in that area as well. Mm, good point. And does it improve the air a bit in your apartment, having all those plants there? Yeah, I thought about it. I am not sure if it's enough to improve the quality of the air. I don't know the numbers on it. I haven't uh, taken any measurements or anything. Yeah, maybe I'll figure it out someday. Uh, I was thinking about it, yeah, but I'm not sure. But there's... Of course, there's a lot of mental benefits as well of growing your own. Uh, you spend time with your hands in the dirt. That's literally like grounding time and it relaxes you. And, uh, oh, and when you grow your own, you have your own tomato or anything. If you taste it, you feel so accomplished. Like it's so fun. And uh, yeah, there are countless benefits. Do you buy anything from the supermarket now or are you growing like all your own vegetables? No, I still buy a lot from the supermarket. I'm not self-sufficient. I don't want to say that it's not possible because I think it's possible. 
But at this point, I'm I'm not there yet, but uh, maybe in the future. Sure. I mean, you do still live in an apartment uh, as well, I suppose, <laughs> technically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you got back from travelling, you moved into an apartment and you've just got a balcony, you haven't got a garden. Mm-hmm. Where did you start? Like, what was the first thing that you decided you were going to grow? Yeah, well, we still had the apple tree. It's not here. <laughs> it's now at the, my in-laws. Uh, they have a garden, so it's over there. So once we have a garden, we will get it back. It's been moved around a lot. So, yeah, I'm a bit shocked that it's still it's still alive. It produces apples, so it's a very strong one. I'm very happy with that one. <laughs> but when we got back, uh, we had the apartment. And... Um, I started to look up ways that we could grow our own inside and on the balcony. And at first I stumbled across the uh, regrowing hack of the spring onions. Uh, I think a lot of people know what that is, where you leave about four centimeters of the stem of your spring onions Hmm. and you put that in water and then they grow back. Cool. So I decided to try that and it died. And uh, I tried again (laughs) and it worked. And uh, now I have a lot of them and uh, yeah, I still use them for my food and yeah, I started to uh, see what else I could regrow and I started to buy some seeds and planting some and uh, just figured out what worked and what didn't. And uh, yeah, now we have a lot of uh, stuff growing. You do have a lot. So I came across you via Instagram and there's a lot of plants in your apartment. Does your husband mind? Is he into it as well? Oh, he loves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's starting... Uh, oh, let me see what it's called in English. Uh, we came across a berry bush. He was like, okay, I'm going to pick some berries and uh, I will find out how to get seeds from it and then grow it on our balcony so we can have our own. So he... Um, yeah, he started to look look it up and uh, what we needed to do. So apparently we need to keep them cold for a couple of months. So we need to keep them in the fridge and that's where they are right now. And uh, hopefully they will sprout and, and then it takes a long time for us to get our own berries from it. But it's very local and um, yeah, we got them a couple of streets down from our house and um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But he's very excited. Yeah. Cool. I guess it's a bit of a project and kind of trial and error kind of situation. Because how long have you been doing it? Maybe a year or so? Yeah. So we moved in this apartment in December. So that's when I started. Yeah. Uh, Of course, before I had tried some things out in a garden. But since December, I'm really into apartment farming. And um, yeah, it's very addictive. I must say. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you got? Can you, are you in a position where you can see stuff at the moment? Can you tell us what you can see or what plants you've got so we can get an idea of what kind of things you can grow? Well, I'm in my husband's studio right now. I can't see, we don't have plants here yet. (laughs) Um, So we have a big squash on the balcony. That's also a nice story. Uh, We got that one from supermarket uh, produce. So I bought a squash at the supermarket and it's full of seeds. So we got a seed out and we planted it and now it's growing a a new squash. Wow. So we're very happy about that. Yeah. Cool. And we thought, oh, but the squash is going to be a big, big plant. And we only have a balcony. So we have like a cabinet standing there and it's growing vertically. So uh, it's growing up. And um, yeah, it produces at least one squash right now. So very, very happy about that. 
Amazing. Um, on the other side, we still have a lot of tomatoes. Yeah, there's still a lot of them uh, coming. I hope they will get enough sun to ripen. And let's see from memory indoors, we have lettuce, microgreens. I have some kale that's not going very, very well. I sprouted some avocado seeds, but that's just for, um, how do you say it? That's not not for food. That's just for fun. I've heard avocados really hard to grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It took me a long time. It, it took me about six months to get one going. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have about four of them. So I'm pretty happy with them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I hope they'll survive. Like I, I love them. Um, yeah. It became a thing of not giving up because it didn't work. So I wanted to do it that much more. <laughs> it worked. Uh, only in summer, though. I started in winter. I think it was too cold over here. It's not an avocado uh, climate. So uh, no. I think that's the case. Yeah. So you're not going to eat them? No, no. They are just okay. for fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's been so difficult. They're my trophies. <laughs> Yeah, right. Proof. Keep it there. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you had any disasters? I know you said the kale's not doing too well. Is anything just not grown that you've tried? Oh, yeah. Lots of things. I'm not perfect. I just try things out. And if they don't work, I'll just try again or move on to the next one. Mm. Um, I wanted to grow some lavender. Um, they never sprouted. So I don't know what happened. Uh, we'll see next year. I'll just try again. I have a funny story about... Um, we also, we had a Savoy cabbage mm. from the shops. So we tried to regrow it. Uh, it went very, very well. And uh, we loved it. And it tastes so good. And we also had a, a broccoli plant on our balcony. So the butterflies came and laid eggs on it. And we were like, oh, what should we do with this? And, uh, hmm, well, maybe maybe we can collect them. I've seen that online. You can collect them and then you raise them and then you have a lot of butterflies. And uh, yeah, that's that's fun. Let's do that. So we took them off the plant and uh, and uh, we started uh, giving them some of our Savoy cabbage to feed on. And uh, they liked it. And they liked it so much that uh, they ate the whole plant. Oh, no. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they still weren't grown up. And we were like oh, what are we going to do with them? We were like, yeah, we've committed. Um, we only have a couple of weeks left. <laughs> Let's go to the shops and buy food for them. So <laughs> we were buying cabbage for the caterpillars and uh, we lost our own. We still have the broccoli though. <laughs> That's like the opposite of what you meant to do as a farmer, I think, feed the caterpillars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. We were trying to be nice, but it didn't work out. So uh uh, yeah, they became uh, butterflies. We were happy to release them. Uh, we won't do it again. <laughs> the broccoli is still here, though. So, uh, And fun thing, um, the Savoy cabbage is still growing. It's still producing new leaves. And um, yeah, wow. so it's, a, it's actually a food scrap. So it's still going strong. We're very happy with that one. Cool. Yeah. How have you learned this stuff? Is it all just kind of a case of going on Google or... Did you know a little bit beforehand? I don't, not necessarily. Uh, my husband used to be into uh, bonsai trees mm. and that's pretty difficult uh, to do. And he used to have books about it and try to learn everything about it. He was he would always tell me like, 
everyone says something different. And if you read something online or in a book, like it doesn't have to be the truth because every circumstance is different and every living space is different. So yeah, we just, we try to look up the guidelines for plants and uh, we can, you can just find it online easily. And, and we try to do it that way, but um, it doesn't always work out. And then We'll just trial and error, see a different way and see if that works. And um, sometimes it does, uh, sometimes it doesn't. And I mm. still have a lot to learn. But yeah, one example is I've had some peas that I wanted to plant inside. But the package said uh, you have to plant them outside and in the sun. And I don't get any sun into uh, my apartment. And someone told me like, no, you shouldn't plant them inside. That wouldn't work. So I plant them outside and it worked. And at some point I figured out like, hey, they do well in the shade as well. Like they grow there, maybe even better. And uh, let's try them inside again. So that's what I did. And I have some lovely peas growing inside. Nice. So it's, yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, no there's book. no strict rules now. You can try whatever you want. And uh, I feel like you have to be quite patient I'm quite impatient. I'm like, why is, I'd be like, why is it not growing? What am I doing wrong? Are you quite a calm person? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think you learn. <laughs> you have to be. <laughs> like the lavender seeds that didn't sprout, that was one of my first seeds I planted. So I was like, why, why is it not working? But I think it helps, like, if you plant different things at the same time, then you will see success as well. And that excited me so much that, I learned to be patient about it. And if things don't work, I like to think, oh, I'll give it another week and then I'll come back and see see if something's happened or not. And uh, sometimes it does and it makes you extra happy <laughs> if it works. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, do you know how much, like, do you have an idea of how much money you think you've saved since since you started doing this? Because your, your supermarket shops must be a lot cheaper. Uh, not a lot. No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I saved some money, yes, but I'm not self-sufficient, so I still have to go to the shops. But I think I've saved its very rough estimation, maybe $150, maybe something like that, I think, so far. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So maybe money is not the best reason to, <laughs> to do it because... You spend time on it as well. Mm -hmm. um, it should, yeah, it should be fun. It should not be about the money at this point. Maybe someday uh, I don't have to go to the shops anymore, and that would be perfect. But not, not yet. <laughs> so, if somebody was thinking they'd love to grow their own produce, but they have no experience in, and they live like you, maybe in an apartment, maybe even without a balcony, where do you think they should start? I mean, do you have to have a sunny house for a start like a sunny flat or can you do it with somewhere that's quite shady uh you don't have to you can i don't get any direct sunlight into my apartment i only get some on the balcony and i also grow a lot inside i think if you want to start if you have a windowsill that's perfect try some lettuce or microgreens or uh, any leafy green that goes very well in in a windowsill without sunlight if you happen to have a windowsill with a lot of sunlight uh, you can grow a very nice big basil plant or uh, even tomatoes or something that needs a bit more sun okay what are your kind of top tips for example whenever i try to grow basil 
it fails. And um, I interviewed a woman who said that's because it needs to be in a bigger pot. So I didn't know that. So is there anything you've learned along the way mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good tip to know when you, when you start growing things? I know you said lots of things are different, but there must be some universal things that you think, ah, I wish I'd have known this before. Well, um, every plant needs light. <laughs> Mm. Sometimes I try to use different corners of my home, you know, to get a little bit more. Or <laughs> uh, every plant needs light. Um, sometimes plants grow very tall but very skinny. That happened to one of my kale plants, and uh, it just means it doesn't get enough light, and it's not the perfect space for it. So, um, oh, so if something is growing tall and skinny, that's not right. Yeah, it doesn't get enough light and uh, and it needs to be in a different spot. And uh, um, yeah, you'll see it happening like, oh, something's not right. And um, another thing is um, a lot of soil has nutrients, but not for years. They have it for a couple of months. So maybe add some nutrients to the plants as well every once in a while. Uh, something that's very popular right now is uh, maybe you've seen it, the uh, uh, banana peels that people uh, keep in water for a couple of days and then they give it to the plants. Um, I also save rice water. So whenever I cook rice, I save the water. There's starch in it that's good for the plants. Uh, Same with potatoes, same with pasta. So I save that water and uh, let it cool down. And um, once it's cold, I I just give it to the plants and... um, yeah, that's what I do with some types of foods. Uh, it's zero waste. You don't have to buy anything. And uh, it works very well. Cool. And being zero waste, I know you said you kind of, I suppose, mainly did this for the health benefits, but you said you kind of did it for the planet benefits as well. Are you fairly zero waste, eco-friendly in the rest of your life? And is this kind of part of that? Uh, I try to be. It's very important to me to, uh, yeah, we go back to lifestyle uh, and it's very important to me to have a healthy environment as well. I think we all agree that the planet is not at its best right now. So I think we all have to do our share and I, yeah, I try to do mine as well. Again, I'm not perfect, but whenever I can save something or not use plastic, uh, I will try to not do it. So. And do you make, I know you mentioned the like the cabbage and the pumpkin seeds, for example, are a lot of your plants from kind of leftovers or seeds from something or do you usually buy new seeds? I've bought some seeds as well. What excites me the most is if I don't have to buy it at all, like the squash plant I told you about, like that's like the best scenario for me because that means anyone can do it. You don't even have to buy seeds. You can find a, a pot that's laying somewhere. I even have, there was an old lamp hanging in this apartment and we didn't like it, but we turned it upside down and we laid some something in the bottom and it's now a pot for one of our plants. So you can find a lot of things around you and, and maybe things people want to throw away. Like yesterday I was uh, walking down the street and there was this nice cabinet and I was like, Oh, I can I can put some plants in there. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't take it home, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to cost you a lot and um yeah, we can use whatever we have and that's very important to me. But I also still buy seeds. I try to look for plastic-free options now and uh yeah, see what I can find with that and 
try to combine those two and uh, get the best of both worlds. Is there anything that is like your dream plant that you want to grow that you haven't done yet? Like some exotic fruit or something? Yeah, I would love to have my own avocado tree. I have one, (laughs) but I would love to have one that produces uh, its fruit as well. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. Or passion fruit or mango. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that would be I think you might need a bigger apartment for those ones. Yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. Move to a different climate <laughs> as well, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you um, stick to seasonal produce or do you just kind of, do you need to stick to seasonal produce? I suppose you would. Yeah, on the balcony I do. I, I have to, otherwise it wouldn't grow. Indoors. I can adjust a little bit indoors. Of course, we have heating, stuff like that. I'm going to buy a growth uh, light soon, a growing light. So maybe I can adjust a little bit and it doesn't have to be seasonal necessarily. So outside I do and indoors, yeah, I just want to grow as as much as I can. I just love to uh, grow food year round. So the winter is coming up here and... uh, I'm pretty excited to see what what I will be able to grow. Mm. Yeah, you're you've got so much stuff growing in your apartment. It's really exciting. Are you planning to get more plants? Because it looks quite full at the moment. Are you reaching full point? <laughs> uh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, we have some shelving, so we do everything vertically. So we have some shelving units, and I have two indoors, two on the balcony. I have two windowsills and yeah, you also, you, you switch it around um, because we also eat a lot of it. So there will be room available for something else. And there is, of course, a lot of ways to save space. What I've done on the balcony is you can plant uh, companion plants in the same pot. So that's plants that grow well together. There's plants that, that don't really like each other. And there's ones that grow very well together. And uh, so outside I've put in a deeper pot, I've put some onions and on top of that, some spinach. And what grows a little taller is the kale. So there were three different vegetables growing in the same pot and that, that saves a lot of space as well. I did it with spinach. Yeah, onions, spinach and kale uh, are spinach, very good yeah. companion uh, plants. So they grow very well together. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I would have something underground on top and something a little higher. Cool. I just wanted to mention, lastly, you were kind of talking about the sense of accomplishment that you get from it. And you said to me before that it feels like a freedom to kind of watch things grow into something edible that you, you've kind of grown yourself. There must be huge mental health benefits. Do you feel like you've benefited kind of mentally from, from having this project? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think we've all had a lockdown. (laughs) So Mm. um, yeah, we all stayed at home a lot. And I would love to go on the balcony or indoors and rearrange the plants and try to grow something different. Uh, I already had a lot of seeds uh, before lockdown started. So I had a lot to do with that. And um, uh, I also planted some flowers, some sunflowers and uh, it's very gray and uh, gloomy weather here. So the sunflowers are blooming now. And whatever we look outside, we, we get happy. Nature makes us happy. It always does. So uh, 
I think it's it has major benefits for mental health as well. I saw your sunflower. I was looking at it earlier. I was like, oh, that's that is a very blooming sunflower. Usually, I see them like there was one I think in the garden at my old house, and it it becomes a flower for like two days, and then it just droops. And then that's it. It's just died, basically. (laughs) So yours looks lovely. It looks so alive. Yeah, it's blooming for, uh, I think, about almost two weeks now. It's going very well. Yeah. So I gave it a lot of pasta water. (laughs) Maybe that's it. I think that's it. We were going to eat more pasta. Oh, yeah, for the plants. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, So obviously you've been you've been in the apartment not for that long, but what's what's your kind of next steps or what's the dream in terms of, I guess, self-sufficiently? Do you plan to move to somewhere bigger and have land that you can grow more on? Or are you happy with where you are for now? Of course, I would love to, yeah. I think it's always been a dream. But right now we're, we like to be in the city as well. And I love to explore what we can do in an apartment as well. And I love to talk to others about it and see uh, what other people do as well. I think it's a fairly new concept, but there's a lot happening for people to grow food inside. You have the hydroponic systems and uh, uh, the growing cabinets with all the lights. And uh, so there's a lot of development and and I'm very excited to see where it's going. So uh, I'd love to take part of that as well. But of course, the dream to have a to have an own farm and to be self sufficient—that's the ultimate goal. Mm. And obviously, you've got your own Instagram, but you're starting a bit of a community to kind of help each other, right? Yeah. So uh, I started uh, very small at this point, but it's a little community page, and um, that's where I share what other people grow as well, others' efforts in growing. It can be indoors or on a balcony or on a rooftop or a different creative way. Yeah, that's where I try to let those people connect with each other and uh, inspire each other. It's called The Apartment Farmers and you can find it on Instagram. Cool. That's great. I think, um, I guess... The whole point of this podcast is that there are all these different lifestyles that we want to lead, but there's so much information and sometimes you start Googling something. Like you said, there's there's just so much out there. It's hard to to know what's right or what, what to do really or what the next steps are. And I think when you have that kind of communication with a real human, it can actually really help you and inspire you as well. Yeah, yeah, that helps a lot. I get a lot of questions from people that are a bit insecure about they want to grow something, but they don't know uh, what will work or what they need. And uh, so they just, they ask me and, and I'm very happy to help because you don't need a lot. Just just try to grow it. And if it doesn't work, don't take it personally. Don't be discouraged and try something else or try it again. And uh, yeah, it will work eventually. And uh, yeah, it will be uh, good times. <laughs> All right, so I'm moving back to the UK and it's going to be winter when I get back in like two months. What should I do? I reckon I should start with like the microgreens on my windowsill. That's probably the easiest thing that I can't kill, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the the easiest thing. So what I did last winter, what I really loved is a regrowing project. So I use a lot of leeks in winter. That's one that also regrows very, very well. I have a small um, time-lapse video on one of mine. 
and um yeah it grows back very very tall and uh still very good to eat so some regrowing projects might be good for winter as well the microgreens are perfect and the leafy leafy greens yeah that should be perfect to start with all right well i'm going to do that and then i'm going to get back to you if they die and i'm going to blame you <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a really interesting conversation. I'm actually really jealous of your apartment. It looks beautiful with all the, I think, like having plants and having life in your apartment. It just makes it feel, I don't know, it makes it feel alive, doesn't it? It's, it's just so nice to have even one plant, to have so many and, and for them to be something that you can actually use and eat, yeah. I think is really yeah. cool. So, yeah, keep oh, going. Thank you. thank you for having me. <laughs> The awesome Joyce Van Dam from The Farm in My Flat. I'm sure you guessed, but this was recorded a few months ago. So obviously it's not just going into winter for Joyce. And I do now live in the UK. I've actually got a few plants going on in my house, but just bought some organic herb seeds online. So hopefully I can ease myself in as we get into spring. I feel very inspired about this conversation to start growing more of my own. So let me know if you do too and if you've enjoyed this. Let's just have a quick recap on Joyce's tips and the main points that we covered. So she said you can grow a huge variety of plants indoors. Just give it a go. If you fail, try again. You have to learn to have a bit of patience, but she says that does come with time. You don't need direct sunlight, but you do need some light. Start with something super easy like microgreens on your windowsill. Um, if you have lots of sunlight, try basil or tomatoes in the window. If something is growing maybe more tall or skinny or it just doesn't quite look right, it could be the amount of sunlight. So just keep an eye out on whether things are looking how you thought they'd look. Add some nutrients to the soil. As Joyce mentioned, banana peels soaked in water is apparently pretty good. Um, also, starchy water from cooking rice, potatoes or pasta. And of course, this is completely zero waste. You're reusing that water. You can use leftover seeds and ends from fruit and veg and start to regrow as well, which is a really cool tip. And Joyce actually has loads of tips about this over on her Instagram if you head over and give her a follow. Do your research before you start. Um, you can learn things like Joyce was mentioning about putting companion plants together to save space, which I didn't know you could do. And be zero waste about it. You can put plants into anything. You don't need to buy everything new to get started. It's great for your mental health. It's great for your physical health, your immediate environment and kind of good for your bank balance as well. So some great tips to get us started there. And if you live in uh, the part of the world that I live in, we're just going into spring. So kind of perfect timing, really, to start planting things. Don't forget to follow Joyce at The Farm in My Flat on Instagram for all the best tips and some beautiful pictures as well. And follow The Apartment Farmers to join the community and get some inspiration from other people who grow indoors and on balconies and rooftops. It can be done, people. Joyce also now has a website uh, which is called thefarminmyflat.com. That's where she shares tips and also sells um, sustainable urban garden supplies. Huge thanks to Joyce Van Dam for sharing her wisdom with us today. 
on Wannabe Greener. Next time we'll be hearing from the unstoppable force that is Ella Daesh, the award-winning period plastic campaigner who's managed to get some of the UK's biggest brands and shops to change their naughty plastic ways. Can't wait for that one. So don't forget to pop over to Instagram and give me a follow and say hi at wannabe.greener. I do love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Bye.